0: Thanks for joining us for today's message. We encourage you to email us and let us know what God is currently doing in your life. Or if you'd like to support the ministry financially, you can do so here on our website. For now, we hope you enjoy this message. Thanks for tuning in today. Tonight, we're gonna talk a little bit about hearing God's voice. Um, Not just hearing from God, but hearing God's voice. Because I think we live in an hour, we live in a day when um, we need to really hear His voice. There's so much going on in the earth and um, we need to hear His voice concerning healing or a job or whatever or some would need to hear God's voice concerning relationships or their finances. Um, You know what? Any decision that we have to make today, in this hour, in this time, in this season, it's a good idea to make sure that we press into God and hear from him before we make a decision. Because it's easy to make decisions uh, because there's so many voices. Oh, I, I'm going to run to this blog. I think I'll get an answer there. This one I seen the other day was talking about this or that. And it's it's become so easy to just run into uh, the internet, TikTok, blogs, you name it, all these things out there and not think about first going to the word and then praying and then Letting God speak to you and give you the plan. And a lot of times God's plan, because his ways are higher than our ways, amen, it, it won't make as much sense to us because we want to go by our own intellect, our own thinking, our own thoughts. And so one of the things when you're wanting to... uh get an answer from God or or you're making a decision you want to hear from him is to go to the word of God say that you've been attacked with something in your body and you're getting evil reports you're getting you know reports that you don't even want to tell anybody about well what's the first thing to do the first thing to do would be to pray but also go to the word of God and start looking up scriptures on healing if your finances are being attacked start looking up scriptures on finances uh, or whatever whatever the need may be start looking up scriptures you know Bibles have accordances and all you have to do is look up healing or look up finances or look up prosperity or look up You know, whatever it is you're seeking God for, that you need to hear from God, and because you know what, God speaks to us through His Word. That's that's one of the greatest ways He speaks to us, and um, it's definitely a day to be serious about our relationship with God. It's it's a day to be um, really serious about our walk with God about walking in the Spirit and uh, what the Bible means by that. But it's a day for intercession and fastings and prayer because I'm telling you what, the world's gone crazy. We all know it. The world's crazy. I mean, there is craziness and none of it makes any sense. And it really isn't going to because uh, the devil and the father of lies is is really and the Bible says he's the God of this world, not of the earth it's not the God of the earth God the earth is God's and the fullness thereof, but he's the God of this world and and we as believers are Jesus in this earth, and we can change things but so many times we want to change things through um, the way the world is trying to and it just gets into a big division and fight and you know. Sin against righteousness and light against darkness and good against evil and, you know, God against ungodly people. And it just gets into that where we have, uh, we have an answer. We can answer the world, and that's in prayer. Hallelujah. Lots of prayer. Intercession. Fasting's. And uh, Jesus did this, but it, it is definitely a day to be crying out, a day to be crying out on behalf of, of the uh, the people, of the world, the nations of the world, even on behalf of protection for the church and the people of the world, to be crying out, declaring the word of God, and declaring things that that the Holy Spirit brings out of your spirit. Declare them out. Sometimes I know even in prayer people are a little afraid to declare something out. I said it doesn't have to be a whole prayer, just you might be a l- Three words, but declare it out. Because God needs things declared in that spirit realm. And that, you know, we we sometimes think about, well, that might make me a kook or make me look foolish. No. You know, that's what the devil wants you to think. And that's the first line of attack he's doing in your brain to say, no, just be quiet, just hold that. Where I have seen many times when when people have made a declaration in prayer or in a corporate setting, they make this declaration in print. Now it's not, you know, pastors preaching. Don't just start declaring things. No, they, there are meetings for certain things, and prayer meetings would be a meeting when when you're in prayer and you declare things out. Amen. Um, but anyway, it's it's really uh, a day that we need to seek God, but. Then be his mouthpieces. that listen to him and, and do what he says. But I think so many times people aren't, they don't know how to hear God or they're not listening to God because there's so many voices they can run to and see what they've got to say. There's so many um, things on the internet, on Facebook on all of this stuff and they'll run to see what they got to say before they even run to what the world has to say, you know? And and that puts us in a sad situation. And um, Paul uh, warned Timothy in Timothy 3. This was Paul was talking to Timothy. And, of course, we're all familiar with this. And he said, and he warned him about um, uh, no... Timothy know that in the last days perilous times will come well should we all be surprised when we see all these perilous times and all this confusion all this um stuff going on killing senseless everything uh wars and rumors of war all these things going on but he said know this Timothy that in the last days perilous times will come uh For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good and traitors, uh, headstrong. Uh, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. We really see that even in the church. Pleasure seems to be coming more important to us believers than being lovers of God. Right. And, and so some of these things we have to watch out for because we definitely are in the last days. Well, the last days have been here for a long time. And we're definitely living in the last days. Now, the last days could still go on for a long time because we know that it a day is as a thousand years to God. Amen. I wonder if when World War II happened, if they didn't think all those believers that were praying over things going on in the, in the earth and with World War One, we're in the last days. And then come World War II and the Nazis and all the things that were are doing in the killings and and all of that stuff we're in the last days I mean we're in the 11th hour were they declaring it then well I'm telling you things even seemingly as far as uh, good against evil have even ramped up but God said there'd be wars and rumors of wars there'd be disease and pestilence there would be uh hate and division uh on every issue and we're seeing that there would be uh famine now what are we hearing all about the food chain all about famine coming all over all over the world and and a lot of these things are just uh, you know are um brought forth by the antichrist spirit in in unholy men and um the goat nations and nations that don't, you know, they want to become one world so they can dominate the whole world and not have any more of God. And so we're living in that day. And it is seemed to be a day that's stepped up beyond what World War One, World War II, and you could even go back from those days to Stalin and Mussolini, all those other things where they killed millions and millions of people before World War I or World War Two or, or whatever. But we need to be hearing the voice of God, and, and it, there's never been a day like this, and so um, God wants to speak to us. And that was one reason why... Um, He sent Jesus, because we got to remember that that he created Adam and Eve, and created them for relationship, he created them for fellowship, and the Bible says that they walked with him in the cool of the day, They they walked with God in the cool of the day, well when is that? Morning, morning would be the cool of the day, could be evening, but of the day, and And they would fellowship with him. They would talk with God. God would talk with them. And I would love to know what all they communicated about. But, you know, it wasn't long before Adam allowed other voices to come in. And then start to question God. I say voices because Eve and the serpent you know, he allowed other voices. And that's something we have to be careful of today. What voices are we allowing to speak into our life? What voices are we allowing in? What voices are we giving all of our credence to and, and uh, listening to? We've got to ask ourselves because we need to hear God on a greater level than ever before. And um, so. Adam and, Eve, Adam and Eve listened to the serpent. Adam Adam let him tell him lies. He knew what God had said. If you touch that, if you eat of that, you'll die. But yet he listened to a serpent's reason, the de- devil's reasoning, and to his lies. And what gets us into trouble is when we listen to the lies of the devil. Amen? That are going around. but one of the things uh is the word of god the word of god will speak to us and sometimes you know it's we just think about a voice coming out of nowhere but the word of god speaks the word say, the bible says it's living it's powerful and and um it will speak and sometimes you know say that you're going through something you need an answer from God you can go you can go look up some scriptures and God will speak to you probably on levels that are even beyond what you had learned about that scripture because there's layers to scripture that allow us to hear from God how many times have you been in the word yourself and you're reading reading and all of a sudden something starts speaking to your spirit and you're hearing revelation come off the page. You're hearing it in your spirit and it ain't necessarily the words you're reading, but it lines with that and it gets you to a deeper revelation of what God is saying, amen? Or you've been praying and you can hear God, you've been asking him some questions. What what about this? What about that? and then you take off and do your thing and you don't hear from God. But how about if you sit and you do listen? God wants us to listen to hear his voice because especially when you're starting just to hear his voice. I remember when I I wanted to hear God's voice so bad and I asked God, God teach me to hear your voice. Show me, instruct me, and he did. And I I don't want to get into that whole thing tonight but he did, he showed me uh, When I heard something in my spirit He'd show me um, it, it was it That was God speaking to me You know, I think, did I hear it here Or did I hear it here You know, the Bible says that we've got to divide Soul and spirit Now your soul is your mind And your will and your emotions That's this part And You need to divide what you're hearing up here. Because for one thing, this is the stomping ground of the devil. This is the battlefield. That's the only place he can mess you up if you'll listen to him. That's why it's so important to know the word of God, to study the word of God. Because when he comes with a lie, you can go, that ain't the word of God. That don't line up with the word of God. I'm not listening to that. Sounded good, but I'm not listening to that. Think of all the things that the devil said to Jesus when he was uh, in the wilderness, trying to get him to come over to his side. And you know, Jesus, prayer is such an important part of that. And Jesus showed, we can see that in the Word of God. Jesus prayed and prayed and prayed. And we can see all the instances in the Word of God where um, Jesus would go away and pray alone early in the morning. Or sometimes the, the Bible tells us he prayed, he went off to pray on a mountainside and he prayed all night. And so he prayed, he knew he had to get a hold of God, press into God, because he came down from heaven. And the very fact that he was the son of God doesn't mean that he could just go pray and God he'd hear God. He had to go the same path we did. He's he's the firstborn of many brethren, but he wasn't reborn yet either. He wanted to get back to heaven where he came from. So he was going to press into God and get away and pray and listen to God and hear him. And he even said in, I think it was in John, he said, I only do the things the father tells me. So right there it tells us that he was always open and listening to the Father. And he didn't have his own plan, he didn't have his own agenda. And he did everything he did, he did by the power of God because he pressed into God. And because he heard God, he would listen to God and and, um, want to hear God's voice. So one of the most important yet misunderstood roles of the Holy Spirit... Is um, the um, it, is to communicate with God's. The Holy Spirit communicates God's thoughts to us, and and that can be so misunderstood. And that's why I think the Body of Christ don't want to give or don't give very much credence to the Holy Spirit. They don't understand that that is the path God takes to communicate to us uh, his thoughts. And um, so listening for God to speak to us is totally New Testament and Old Testament. Uh, We could sit here and go through story after story of how God spoke to his servants, spoke to his ministers. And then over in the New Testament, We've all been made kings and priests unto him. We all have have our spirit through being born again, asking Jesus into our heart. We all have that um, ability now that our spirit is alive unto God to hear him speak. But just like Adam and Eve that had total relationship with God walked away from that. We can too. We can't think, well, I asked Jesus Christ in my heart. Now I'm good. I'm good forever. I'm going to go to heaven. We can't think that way. We have to know that God gave his son to have, he had such a um, big calling, I mean, shedding his blood, sending his son to die, and shedding the blood of Jesus. I mean, that was great. And how much more should we appreciate that and press into God more than we're pressing into the world and all the things of this world? Um, We might think if we're not cussing and swearing, sleeping around and drinking, doing all these things that pull you into the world, then we're okay. Okay. But you know what? God says there's more steps. There's another step. He wants our fellowship. He wants us to have a relationship with Him. And so um, one of the reasons why it gets so misunderstood is is because it's relational. Hearing the voice of God or, or moving by the Spirit is relational. We have to have our relationship with God intact and moving forward and growing in order to have God put more into us, in order to hear him. And um, because it's between you and God. It really is. And some people are afraid of that because they think they might come off as flaky or kooky or whatever. If I tell somebody, God spoke to me this morning, or I'm not going to take this job because God spoke to me. And and now I know there's something better, or whatever. God is not leading me into that relationship, as is enticing as it is. I'm not going that direction because that wouldn't be good for me. God spoke to me and showed me that would be the wrong way to go. You know, it'd be a Ishmael, right? And and so. Some people are afraid to press in because they don't want to look like a religious fanatic or whatever. For Mike and I, it was the opposite. We wanted everything and anything God had for us. We wanted to press into everything. And, and you know, it can be easy, too, to get into kooky stuff in Christians, you know, who aren't following the word but are trying to be the epitome of spirituality, but they haven't got any word in them and you can get i mean we there were many things going around in that charismatic move and and there were many um heresy doctrines going around and it was like baptized in the name of Jesus only. If you got baptized, if you didn't get baptized in the name of Jesus only, then you need to let us baptize you because you're going to hell. I mean, it was just all kinds of cookies things. There, you didn't know who you dared worship with because they had all these things. They were going to cast devils out of you. If you raised your hands up and your thumbs were up, you had a devil. If we were worshiping and somebody scratched their head, that's a devil coming out. You need, You know, I mean, they had... Everything you can think of that were little signs that were devils. I mean, it's crazy. So you have to have the Holy Spirit. And you know what? Brother Higgins said, you know what? With every move of God, those things will come around again. And he would tell us how some of those things back in the day when the healing revival was starting or whatever. The devil's always trying to get people off what God's doing, looking at something else so that they don't get into what god's actually doing and you know what the devil does that today even in the world he'll he he'll be lying on on the news on tv or 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 look at this who are those two that were married um actors who johnny and this woman why putting all that on there I couldn't open up my phone without getting one of their... And i get out of here. I don't want to listen to it. It's so stupid. Yeah. And I almost felt like they're actors. Are they acting this to take away what's really going on? So people get obsessed with this? I don't know. But the devil's still doing that. Spinning the truth... And and making getting people to look this direction and everything going on, so that they won't see things that they really need to be dealing with, or really need to be concerned with, or really need to be um, moving in. You know. But so if you've never ever heard the voice of God, or you've never felt the Holy Spirit nudges, like you're just doing some, you're just doing something, and you get a little nudge. Don't go that way. Don't go that direction. Don't do that. And it's just like a nudge. And if you haven't, I want you to right now this moment with your heart, start to just um, believe God for that. Want that from God. Want to hear his voice. But but then make sure that you you can... um, Look to the word of God or you've got the word of God in you so that you can discern. Now, is that God or is that the devil? Well, it doesn't line up with the word of God, so that's the devil. You know, for example, God, God will never send some wolf into Faith Family Church or to the people here and say, get out because they believe in tongues and that's of the devil. And you go, oh, really? I'm marching out of that place. Well, you better go to the word of God and see if that wolf spirit is right or not. You better. So that you can hear from God. And, I mean, there's a lot of that going on. There's a lot of that going around. The devil will send somebody who's a Christian or who has that, well, they call wolves' a sheep in clo- or wolf in sheep's clothing. But, and you'll think, oh, they know what the word says. The devil knows what every word in the Bible says. He knows the word. The fact is, he's banking on you not knowing the word. Right? And so we've got to know the word of God. But in this hour, we've got to understand and hear the voice of God. By the Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is that one God uses to communicate through us or to us. It's the Holy Spirit. That's why he sent him. So we could still have a relationship. Once Jesus left, we could still have a relationship with the Father. And we could speak to him and he can speak to us. We can pray uh, to him and he hears us. Amen. Amen. There's so many uh, great scriptures for uh, hearing the voice of God. But one of the things that came to my mind was in Revelations, the second chapter, when Jesus was speaking to the end time church, the seven churches. Now These are seven churches that the churches in the world in the end times will be like. They'll fall into one of these categories. But one of the things he kept saying was, at the end of each one of them, there was the loveless church, the persecuted church, the compromising church, the uh, corrupt church, the dead church, the faithful church, the lukewarm church. And uh, at the end of every one of them, he would say the things where they started out good, and then he'd go to the en- where they'd end, and he'd say, Now I have somewhat against you. Because of this and this and this. And, um, but anyway, anyway, he would go on to say, nevertheless, he who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Him who overcomes, I will give him to eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of paradise, the paradise of God. At the end of every one of those, um, Uh, where he's uh, prophesying about the churches. This was Jesus speaking. Uh, He ends with, he who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. When I first read them after everyone, I said, God, I want to hear. I want to hear what you're saying to the churches. I want to hear what you're saying to me. I want to know which one I fall into or what our church falls into so that we can... um, turn things around and we can hear what you're saying and we can be the church that you've called amen and um in one of them he said he who has an ear to hear let him hear what the, the spirit saith to the churches to him who overcomes I will give some of the hidden manna to eat and I will give him a white stone and on that stone a new name Will be written, which no one knows except him who receives it. I'm telling like, God, I want that white stone. <laughs> I don't know what that name's gonna be, but I think it's gonna be really high up there. I got a long way to go. But um, anyway, he said that over and over. Hearing what the Spirit is saying. Hearing what the Spirit is saying. Praise God for the Holy Spirit, because he takes. And, and the Bible says over in, where was it? Um, where was it? John the, John the 5.19. It says, um, let me look back at that. It says, no, that's a different one. Jesus said, the son can do nothing of himself. But then there's another place where it's talking about the Holy Spirit. That's got to be in John 16. Oh, maybe it's this one. John 16, 13. Jesus speaking, when the Holy Ghost comes, he will guide you into all truth. The devil will lie to you, you know. So it's so important we have the Holy Spirit guidance in all truth. He will. Uh, he will not speak of his own. He will not speak on his own authority. But whatever he hears God say or declare to you, and, and show, and he will show you things to come. So he's going to do whatever God says to him to say to you. He is that conduit to God. So we need the Holy Spirit. We need to be praying in the Spirit. We need to be acknowledging the Spirit. We need to be thanking God for the Holy Spirit. Yes. And, and not be quiet about the Holy Spirit anymore today. The Holy Spirit isn't weird. The Holy Spirit isn't, ooh, no. He's the third person of the Godhead, and he's very real. Amen? And, and God uses him. And he declares it unto us, and he shows us things. Amen? Um, and Just like Jesus said when he was in the earth, he only does what God tells him. And um, I was going to read some of these scriptures. I had about 15 scriptures here and just a couple to read about um, Jesus going to the mountain to pray and all the times that he did He never relied on a different power. He never looked to himself. He never, uh, but rather he looked to the power of God in everything that he did. And so how much more, we the body of Christ. If you just go down and you start, I'm going to pick out, I'm going to highlight my Bible. Every place in the Gospels where it talks about Jesus going to pray or going off alone to pray or separating himself to go pray. He prayed. He'd get up before, while it was still dark, one said, and pray. He would pray all night. He prayed because he had to be connected to the Father. He knew he had to be connected to the Father. He had to be hearing Him. And one of the reasons why I think, when I was reading one of those scriptures, God spoke to me and said, I really believe it was the Holy Spirit. He said, He gave all place to the Father And would not follow the devil at all. He could have. He was clothed in flesh like us. He had to walk out a lot of things. But because he wanted to get back to heaven. Even through the death, burial, resurrection and ascension. He had to go through all those things. And I don't think he knew about all those things until he went into the wilderness. When he was baptized and the Holy Spirit came upon him and he went into the wilderness, I totally believe in the wilderness is where he started to get the plan, the path, the layout for what he was going to have to walk out. And That's why the devil would come to him and, and torment him with giving him three, four different options of what he could do and then to get out of it. No, what did he say? Every time he said, get behind me, Satan. It is written. He knew what the word of God said. He knew the word of God. And even as a little boy, he studied the Torah and was bar mitzvahed because they lost him in Jerusalem when he was. But um, he... Had to go the same way we did, and he paved the way for us. And and if he had to stay in prayer to get the plan of God to hear the voice of God, he didn't stay there. But I mean, he always went away to pray to a sol- place of one. Pl- one by one, scripture said to a place of solitude. And then later on, he started taking Peter with him, or he took Peter, James, and John with him to that place. And to help them to learn to pray and to mentor them in prayer so when he was gone they would do the same thing he did and pray and there's one scripture where the the, the apostles after they had been filled with the Holy Spirit but the Bible says they were in one place and they were worshipping the Lord and um, they were in fasting and it's, they had to hear from God and know what to do because everybody out there were wanting to kill them off too, just like they did Jesus or they thought. And so they wanted to hear from God and where do we go next? What do we do next? And the Bible says, and so they were worshiping and fasting. And while they were worshiping, the Holy Ghost said. And I stop at places like that and I say, you know what, Lord? I expect when I worship the Holy Ghost is going to speak to me. Amen. Things I need to know right now. Things, maybe warnings, maybe things to help me. Things I need to know. When I'm worshiping, when we're fasting, the Holy Ghost says. When we're in intercession. But we need to know what the Holy Ghost has to say about the world and the situation. And be praying that out. Hear from God. Amen. Amen but um how much more for our lives hallelujah jesus is it's it's another tool the holy spirit came to earth to be another tool and so uh we can use our authority and we can know we are hearing god it's important it's really important in this day hallelujah well um I have a little video that I want them to cue up and pray, play right now because I think some of the things that I'm, I've been saying and probably been redundant with, I don't know, but I don't know how much we have to say in order or how much God has to impress uh, a truth like this on us to get us to really take it seriously because we're living in a day when we've got to hear from god amen
1: i was in alaska doing a lawsuit we're way out in the aleutian islands getting ready to leave and go back to anchorage and then home and i had a ticket in my pocket to get on an airplane A pastor came up and he said listen i can save you money i said how's that he said i flew a small airplane up here and I fly a small airplane and I can take you in my little airplane and you can save your ticket and this did not sound I said gee thank you so very very much but I've got this ticket we'll just make our way on home me and this other lawyer with me he said no 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 you gotta do it you gotta do it and against every better judgment I had I said okay well we went out to the airport took us by his little plane and I looked at it and I thought Well, one good thing, it's shiny. Then he walked around it, we got in. He's on the left front, I'm on the right front. The other lawyer's sitting right behind me. And he started it up, and it started up just fine. Well, we taxied out. I said, should we pray? He said, yeah, that's a good idea, we normally don't. I said, well, this time we're gonna. (laughs) And I'm telling you, I prayed five, eight minutes. I prayed a long time. We went and got on the runway. He starts down the runway, the plane lifted off ever so gently, and we start climbing, and it's wonderful, not a problem in the world. We started climbing, and we flew probably three, four minutes, and something happened that will never leave my mind. The pilot turned to me, and he said, we're going in the clouds, and I can't fly in clouds. They make me pass out. I said, clouds make you do what? Now, it's been cloudy all day. And we go right up into the clouds, and you can't see anything. And he looks at me, and his eyes roll back in his head. And he starts mumbling, and he passes out. Passed out cold. Now, I grabbed him, and I shook him, and I said, come on, you got to wake up so I can kill you. Now, we're in the clouds, flying along with no pilot. And my friend in the back seat said we're dead aren't we i said there's a very good chance of that yes he said what are we going to do i said i don't know but there was a radio right there and i handed him the microphone and i said start asking for help so he's in the back seat reaching up and he said hello hello we didn't know any proper radio etiquette all we were saying was hello and somebody answered back hello hello don't you guys know proper radio etiquette and i said give me i said we don't know nothing tell him we're in an airplane with a passed out pilot and we don't know how to fly this plane the guy said i'm a freighter flying out of anchorage on the way to tokyo and he said you're telling me you have nobody who can fly that plane with you said tell him that's correct now you gotta understand i am sweating bullets he said the first thing i'm gonna do is start circling so i don't lose you because i'll fly out of range of your radio and you won't have me anymore and he said i'm gonna get anchorage emergency for you an Anchorage emergency will be the people that can maybe help you try to save your life after about five minutes Anchorage came on said we understand you have a passed out pilot and those of you do not know how to fly that plane we said that's right they said well the first thing we got to do is find you now never forget what this man at Anchorage said he said my job is to get you home safe he said that's my job but he said here's the deal if you want me to get you home safe you got to promise me you'll obey my voice He said, you can't see me, but I can see you. And he said, if you're not gonna obey my voice, you're gonna die. When you can't see anything, you have no idea how disorientated you become. Finally, he said, okay, I found you, now hear me clear. He said, you're four minutes from a mountain. He said, you're gonna crash in that mountain and die. Follow my voice. I never said, I have to follow your voice? Is that reasonable? You see, I understood without his voice, I had nothing. And do you understand? Without God's voice, you have nothing, nothing. Finally, he got us turned and he said, I'm freezing all the traffic in the area. He said, it's gonna take me an hour and a half to get you to Anchorage and there's a lot of weather between you and Anchorage. You're in for a rough ride. And he said, I want you to hear me. I don't want you to look at what's going on outside. I don't want you to pay attention to the storm, just my voice. He said, if you start watching the storm, you will die, but I'll take you through it. Now, because they cleared all the traffic, several pilots, those nighttime freighters, those seven forty-seven started talking to us. They said, we're praying for you, men. You're gonna make it. But listen to the voice that's the key they said trust the voice you realize your head is full of voices and everybody in this world wants to talk to you and everybody wants to be the controlling voice and God says I want you to be a living sacrifice I want you to put yourself on the altar and let my voice be your voice finally we went through the worst of the weather but there was still more and then the voice came back and it said now I'm going to line you up. He said, I'm going to bring you in right down the runway. And at the foot of the runway are some lights, and they're in the form of a cross. He said, don't you forget this. The cross is the way home. Finally, he's bringing us down. We still can't see anything. And all he kept saying is, stay with me. My sheep, the Bible says, hear my voice, and they follow me finally just a couple hundred feet off the ground we saw the cross I landed the plane in fact I landed it seven times (laughs) finally it all came to a stop and the minute we stopped the pilot woke up the voice said thanks for listening I watch them crash and burn all the time because they won't follow my voice they don't understand I'm the one who can see them even when they can't see me but they get the voices in their head and they kill themselves. They self-destruct. Thanks for listening to the voice. Then they put us in a motel room in about four in the morning. The knock at my door. and I opened the door and a man was standing there. He said, hello, David. I said, you're the voice. You're the one who got me home. He said, I am you understand one day you're gonna stand before him and say you were the voice you're the voice that brought me home if you're not on that altar as a living sacrifice your heads full of voices and then we wonder why kids crash and burn we wonder why marriages are shattered and the Lord's saying I'm the one who has the voice all i can remember is that voice saying stay with me stay with me don't listen to what's going on in your head and don't watch the storm stay with me and i'll take you through tonight you have a god who has promised to take you through a living sacrifice
0: holy Thank you for listening to today's message. We'd love for you to join us for our Sunday morning service at 9.30, as well as our midweek service on Wednesday nights at 7. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day.